Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. One of my mentors, Kenichi Powell. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Absolutely. I know you are very busy. Uh, would you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, let's see. It all depends on what you want to know. <laughs> um, grew up in a small town in, uh, called Edenville, Florida, which is the oldest black-owned and operated city in the country. Yes, ma'am. Um, grew up a little country girl. Played outside, barefooted. You know, the world was my playground. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so right now I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm an author, um, podcaster. I'm a creator. I'll just say that. I think that encompasses everything that uh, I am. Wow. So. Wow. How was growing up uh, during your time in, in America as an African-American girl? Growing up was fun. Like, it was easy. Like... You played outside all day. You, I mean, I lived with a, in our community, we had a lot of uh, um, creative folks. We, we built go-karts in our backyards. We, um, we raced, we, we, we just spent most of our time under the sun, like it's Florida. Like that's what you did. It was, it was, we didn't have a lot of problems. We didn't worry too much about anything as kids, you know? You, you just lived. You had everything you needed, so. Was, an edu- was education an expectation for you or a privilege at home? Education was interesting. Uh, my parents were entrepreneurs. Okay. So they didn't really um, push us to be in school or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much just drove myself. I wanted to accomplish certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I could do that was to educate myself. So I found it important to educate myself. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Is, is that from uh, looking at your parents every day growing? Well, I mean, I guess I could look at that situation and say, you know, um, it left something to be desired. Okay. I wanted more for my life. Yes, ma'am. Um, I wouldn't say that we had an easy life. Um, it was. It presented its challenges. Yes, ma'am. And I did not like that. I know I liked nice things. I know that I like to be able to travel and I like to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And in order for me to do that, I needed to be able to have proper compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in turn led to me having to be educated. Yes, so, ma'am. Did you go to Howard University? I didn't go to Howard. I went to Southern, Col- Southern, uh, um, Southern College of Florida, Southern which is College a small little uh, college. HBCU? Um, no, no it just a little Florida college. Why, how did you get there? Well, um, so long story short, when I was about 15 years old, um, I'm going to take you down through a little thing right here. Uh, my father pulled a gun on me. Um, after that situation, um, I was homeless for a while. 
um, living the streets, stepping trees, whatever. Um, I was I was in the library one day and uh, saw that they were doing um, auditions for acting, and I was an actor. As a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer or an actor, you know. Um, and as I got older, I realized I just like convincing people of whatever it is I was going to say. So I just went into acting. <laughs> so, um, so I, I went out and um, auditioned for that actual show. And they were giving out scholarships. And I got it. So that was a, a turning point in my life. I got in school, went to school on an acting scholarship, and just used that to get my education and get off the streets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How hard was it to leave home, to leave, to, to leave your, your family? And uh, how did you manage to get back up on your feet? Well, so the thing is, I mean, we all have, well, most of us, a lot of us have trauma in our background. Yeah. I'm no different. Um, my father extended his love more uh, beyond the limits of what he should have. Mm -hmm. um, I was not protected in my home. I knew at a very young age that if I were going to do something or protect myself or have a better life, that was going to be on me to do. That nobody was going to come to save me from anything. And I have to say that's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. Nobody showed up to like, you know, protect me and pick me up or whatever. I had to do that for myself, yes, you know. So um, I think that, well, there's no thinking about it. That made me stronger. That made me who I am today, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, can I curse on this? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, looking at that situation in my family mm -hmm. and how I was left out there and, you know, all the abuse and trauma that I experienced, yes, the only thing that I could think of was fuck you for trying to make me a victim. Yes, fuck you for thinking that I'm weak. Yes, fuck you for thinking that this is something you can do and that I'm going to fall and just be nothing as a result of your actions. Yes, I don't think so. If you want to take me down, you got to come with something better than that. So you went to school, yeah. uh, a, small, a small college, mm -hmm. and uh, how hard has it been to, 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 let, to, to realize that your past isn't what's going to be your reality in, in college? Mm -hmm. and, uh, because at the age of 15, mm -hmm. when all that happened, you were very young, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so many people, you are, at that point, you have the option of, giving up right or keep going right. right what is what what is that thing that kept you motivated to keep going and believing that there's something out here in the world for you no matter how hard it is right well see you know i've always known that i have a great calling on my life wow. i've known that as a child i used to do like street ministry in our church and i don't care how many grown-ups were there i was pretty young doing that they wouldn't, anyone who approached us would not talk to them. They would only talk to me. And I was the only person that could, like, I don't know, guide them to something greater, to something better. So I knew I had something special. I knew that I had a calling. I knew that I had a gift. So in order for me to walk in that gift, I need to get this right. Mm -hmm. Because trauma has a tendency to, like, eat up, eat its way into every part of your life. And if it takes up more of your mental than it should, you're in trouble. Because now you're living your life totally in the past and you can't even see a way to the future because your head's turned backwards. So in order for me to like step into that space and be like, okay, 
I know I have a calling. I want to be better. I have to do better. I'm not going to be a person living on the streets for the rest of my life. So I need to make a decision now. Do I want better for my life or not? I chose, I wanted something better for my life. So in order for me to get that, I had to get into a counseling program where I can talk all this crazy negative stuff out of my head mm -hmm. so that I can proceed with my future. Mm -hmm. People knock therapy, but it is the best thing you can do for yourself. Yes, it is so powerful. Yes, and it totally enabled me to, to step forward and into a new life and being, having the ability to have a new way of thinking and not be like cluttered up with so much of my past. I can't do anything about that stuff. It's done. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So in our culture, mm -hmm. uh, as you know, there are so many, uh, we believe that mental illness is taboo, right? Mm -hmm. We do not want to talk about it mm -hmm. in, in, in a way. And uh, there are so many children who are out there right now who went through so many hard stuff right. that left an impact in their life right. and they do not know how to handle it mm -hmm. right they do not know how to go and move away from that what mm -hmm. advice do you mm -hmm. have for, for those kind of people i mean the best thing you can do i mean not everybody's comfortable with talking mm -hmm. some people are better at writing it yes, some people are better just like you know putting their emotions into other things you know whatever helps you move forward in your life do that if it's counseling, go to counseling. Like, I'm always going to lean to that because that's the best thing that happened to me in my life. I had someone who showed up that, you know, the universe sends you gifts. You know, in my darkest point, I had someone who showed up and was like, you know, this looks crazy. I know a counselor. Let me connect you. I got to that counselor and got my head cleared. But it was because that person showed up and was like, hey, yeah. You look like you need some help. Yes, so here's here's this person. Call this person. Do this. Yes, you know, um, people have to be willing to do that. Yes, you own your happiness as well as your misery. Wow. What are you going to choose? If you want to be happy, do the things that are required of you to get happy. If you want to be miserable, that's there for you. You can have that too. Yes, but it's your control. What do you want for yourself? Do you want to be better? then go be better and put down the shame, the ego, and all that crazy stuff that doesn't matter. What matters is that you are the best you that you can be. And you got to do whatever it takes to get there. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So over my short period of lifetime that I've mm -hmm. been alive, uh, one thing I notice is that the people that are always complaining mm -hmm. are the people that have everything they need. And the people that are always smiling are mm. the people that went through something in their life right. that made them realize that there is so much, much out there for right. them to, to capture. Right. How do you keep smiling? Uh, where do you get that uh, ability to always be happy? Because the first time I met you, I, I realized that energy. Right. right? You f you people around you are in fire. People mm. want to be around you. Why? How does people like you keep that smile and keep forget forget about everything that happened well i mean i mean um that's a choice number one number two it's important to be disciplined like um how you how you how your day falls out mm -hmm. is up to you 
the bad stuff, again, is always going to be there for you. I choose to pick up the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this stuff happened to me. It did. I had no control over a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But what I do have control over is how I feel about it, how I think about it, how I approach it. You know, I want to be happy, so I'm going to choose happiness, and I'm going to smile. I can't control a lot of that stuff. So I'm just going to stick and hang out where I am and be pleasant and be loving and be blissful because that's what I choose to be. I think of Rumi, um, a Rumi quote that I like to, to say. It says, whenever I go up to someone else and they're inspired by anything that I have to say, I say that... I come to bring you peace and I come to bring you joy Mm -hmm. because I too was once covered in thorns. So I understand where you've been. I understand the pain, the hurt, all of that because I've also gone through that. But I'm also going to bring you love and I'm also going to bring you peace. And if I can help bring you some joy to let you know that there's a whole nother world out there for you that you don't have to stay stuck in this place. This is just temporary. This is just something that happened to teach you something. It's just feedback for your life. How are you gonna process that data and use it to your benefit and move forward? And if I can inspire you, if I can lift you up in any kind of way, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause that's that's just good. Like so many people in your life gonna bring you crazy stuff. Like I don't wanna be one of those people. If you're not better or, or feeling up when you leave an interaction with me, then I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yes, ma'am. Would you tell, give an example of some challenges you have to face along, along, along the road to get where you are today? Because I know, I have heard mm-hmm. you are, you have been homeless. Mm-hmm. Wow, a lot of challenges. Um, But I think one of my largest challenges um, was forgiveness. And I say that because, you know, when people cross you and do things that you never thought would happen to you or are unspeakable acts that are just so, like, devastating to a person, you know, you get to a point in your life where you can no longer allow that to cloud your vision. Because me walking around with all of this anger and frustration and hate for what happened only damages me. These people don't care. They're living their lives. They're happy, blissful, doing whatever they're doing. Haven't thought about you once. But yet you're walking around carrying all of this stuff. So the biggest challenge for me was to put it down, to make a choice, to put it down. I confronted my father. I went to him one day, fresh out of counseling, never a good day to talk to me. Um, 
because God only knows what I would say. Um, and I confronted him and I said, you know, I didn't want what happened. I didn't ask you for it. So I came to drop off all of those things that you gave me, like shame, guilt, and just a horrible feeling about myself that I didn't want anymore. So I came to drop all that off to you and I came to pick me up. So I forgive you. God bless you, God keep you. I'm out. I'm done with it. It ends here. And so that was like a load off of me. Like I felt so light after that interaction. Like it was just something that I had to work towards getting to. You had to get your mind right, get off the street, get your mind right, get into counseling and get to a place where you can go and take you back. And that's exactly what I did. And when I did that, I felt like the world opened up to me. I was ready to move forward and I could put all that stuff down and just really move into uh, being about the work that I was, I came here to do. I'm sure you have heard no so many times. Oh God. What does yeah. that word mean to you? What does that word mean to you? Well, I'll tell you a quick story. I was out in LA at the American Film Market. That's where you go to get your distribution for your movies. So they have like seven levels um, of hotel floors and every floor is just full of distribution companies. So it's door to door, like it's, it's crazy. If you don't have, um, if your why isn't strong enough, you'll fail in that space real easy. You'll get discouraged, you know? Um, so why you're doing a thing is very important and you gotta know that and you gotta believe in it. So I went out there to get distribution for my film and when you're a black woman, who's tall and looks like me. You know, you don't have the pumped up lips and the cheekbones and the skinny waist that all the little girls have that the men are attracted to because most of the distribution companies are men. Um, when you walk to their door, they look you up and down and say, oh, we don't do urban films. And my response to that was like, that's great because that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing this and you know, I'm giving you my one sheet and I'm moving on with my spiel. So yeah, it's, 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 it's brutal, it's brutal. and. You know, even though you get that no at that one door, you got to go to the next door with just as much energy. You got to be able to shake that and be like, okay, great. All right, next door. Hey, blah, 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 blah. And you're going in with your spiel. You have to carry that energy from door to door. I went through five floors of no's before I found my one yes. And it was tucked in the bottom in the corner. But if I had I not continued with no after no after no, I would have never seen my yes. You got to work for what you want. Nobody's going to show up at your door and hand it to you. If you want it, go get it. No, it's just like, oh, it's maybe a no right now, or you're maybe not a good fit. And that's okay. You're not the one for me. So I'm going to go find the one that's for me. And I'm going to keep looking until I get it. Because I believe in what I do. I believe in my craft. I believe in my gift. And I'm going to work as hard as I can to make it happen. Bottom line. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's tiring. <laughs> it is, but you know what? You, you, if you believe in what you're doing and you really want it, what else, what other options do you have? Go get it. It's yours. I mean, if you want it, I mean, there's nothing you can't be, do or have. If you really want it, the universe will give it to you. 
Mm-hmm. On. on, right. On. Yeah. yeah. Next. Which is amazing. So did you go to law school? No. Okay. No, I studied law um, and decided to just be a paralegal because I didn't want to be a broke artist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You are a paralegal. You work here at Epson Mall. I do. Right? You work with the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take care yeah, of the law group. Yeah. You are an artist. Mm-hmm. You are a movie maker. I am. You write, you have written books. Yeah. You have a podcast. I do. When do you have time to sleep? Um, like I said, I'm very disciplined in my life. You know, when I Can first. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, how you start your day, like. Why are you starting a day if you don't know how it's going to end? Like, if you don't have a plan as to how your day is going to fall out, how do you plan to accomplish your goals? Like, and that goes out to your week, out to your month, out to your year. Like, I have a list on my refrigerator and in my bedroom. So when I first wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I see. You know, my long-term goals, my professional goals, my uh, financial goals, my personal goals. um, All of those are there. And I look at them every single day. And I, every now and then I can, I can cross one off and that gives me great pleasure. You know, um, first thing in the morning, I wake up, I give honor to God. I'm grateful for the the ability to get up and and see the sun. That's a beautiful thing. Whether it's, I can see it or not, whether it's cloudy or not, I'm grateful for that. I I start with it from a place of gratitude. I listen to, um, my motivational stuff first thing in the morning. That's when my mind is the most open. You're ready to receive it. Um, and it really starts your day when you've got somebody that's telling you that like, you know, nothing is outside of your reach, you know, just go for it. It really charges you up to walk into whatever you have to walk into that day, you know, and I come here and I have, of course, discipline out for work, but you know, and when I leave my job, I go home and do my work. And when I say that, that's the work in my personal life. Most people just do a nine to five and think, you know, I've done everything, but you know, I'm gonna go a little biblical on you. When you think about Jesus, it's awesome, dude. Like, I admire his, you know, his, his legacy. It's been years and people are still talking about this dude, right? But Jesus had a job. Jesus was a carpenter. But his work was bringing people to salvation. So he did his job, but he went about the, 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 the business of doing his work. And people remember him for his work. We have never seen anything that Jesus has built outside of saving souls so yeah i have my job but i go home and do my work i write my scripts i I just got picked up for a speaking tour i'm doing an international speaking tour next year pretty dope excited about that now i'm thinking like i need to write a book in four months i'm trying to see if that's something i can actually do which i believe i can so i can have something to sell while i'm on my tour (laughs) so but What lifts you up? What inspires you? What do you really want to do? Allow your job to be a vehicle uh, to help you with that financially. Um, you know, you, it's hard to, to focus on your your work when you're trying to figure out how you're going to eat or how you're going to get a roof over your head. Sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do in order to do things you do want to do. So I work here so I can not have to worry about a mortgage, worry about a car, worry about food. The basics are set up. I can do that. And then I go home and I create. Yes. That's what's up. 
most people don't think like that. They think that everything, oh, my work got to be my job. No, I mean, it can be. One day my work will be my work, everything. And that's beautiful. But for right now, I got a job. I do great things here. I'm able to help a lot of people here. Do my work and fold that into a little bit here while it pays my mortgage and I go home and do the things I really love. Because I don't think what I love should have to pay for my life. Because then when that happens, I no longer enjoy creating art. It's a burden to me now. You know, and it's just like, oh, I got to do this thing. But is this thing worth doing or am I doing it because I need to, to eat or pay a bill? You know, so I, I, I keep that like that until that work gets so great where it can take over and I don't have to have a job anymore. But until then, I'm fine doing this. It works for me. Wow. You know what? Amazing. I'm glad you think so. So many people think that a nine to five job, uh, people are trying to get away from nine to five mm -hmm. Become a learner. I work for the number one company in the world. I've divested billions of dollars of assets. You know what I don't do when people talk about money? Flinch. Why? Because I've closed $600, billion, $600 million deals. I've dealt with all kinds of money. So when people come to me and talk about like, oh, are we going to do this millions or whatever, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does the paper say? I'm not so blown out of my mind over dollars that I can't focus on what's important. And that's the paper. Working here has allowed me to see how the big boys do it, how deals come together, how they fall apart, what the paper looks like, what it should be in the paper. I've learned so much of that. And it helps me in my personal life, in my work, because most artists um, are just about the art. They don't know the business side of things. And that's where you fall. If you don't know the business side of your craft, you're in trouble because anybody can walk in the door and take anything away from you. So you gotta educate yourself. And I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to be educated by a company like this. Some people need to be working for other people. Some people aren't ready to go out there on their own. You need to become the learner in the situation. Pick up every bit of nuggets, every nugget that you can pick up to learn and better yourself because that inevitably is gonna help you out there. So I don't knock it. I think it's a great thing. If you wanna do something, like. I'm a little girl from Eatonville, Florida. I want to be a multimillionaire. You know what's not an Eatonville, Florida? Multimillionaires. Well, we got one. My godmother, one. She taught me a lot, you know, but that was real estate. You know, it was brilliant. You know, but the great majority of people are middle class people. So in order for me to become a millionaire, I got to go find someone who's a millionaire. And I got to talk to them because this space here to this space, there's a lot between that. And I need to know what steps you took how you did that, how do you think? So I need to connect myself with people who are already there. If I want to run a multi-billion dollar organization, go work for a multi-billion dollar organization. You will learn a lot. Have a lot of exposure to things you didn't know or things you didn't know that you needed to know. And when you get that, then you could take a step out and, and, and start your own thing. But sometimes it, it benefits you to learn from other people. It opens doors for you. They're there. They already know it. You don't. Get on board. Learn. You're still getting paid. And you're just investing in yourself. 
investing in your in your in your product in your in your work in the in your art whatever it is you're investing in that there are so many uh, kids out there nowadays mm -hmm. um, they find gold most of the money is doing mm -hmm. youtube videos mm -hmm. fitness videos all over the world right. where they have them everybody on the internet every day star right. tiktoker stalker star yeah. rapper singer right are addicted to fame I question people mostly um, who want that because they don't know the price of that you know um, it's not even real people who want a lot of fame like that are just existing in their ego they probably don't even know who they really are and when they got there or get to that point where they think it's famous it's interesting to see what they actually do who they actually become that's always interesting to me. That's an easy, accessible. I think I like I, I like to think that they think it's easy and accessible, you know, that they can go out in the court and play and whatever. If that's your gift, that's your gift. Do that, you know. Um, but mainly people attracted to those things because that's all they see. You know, if you think that you live in a ghetto and you're you, you want to become um, something greater than what's in the ghetto. You got drug dealers. They got all the hot cars. They got all the hot outfits. They always got a roll of money. So you visualize that as success. They're like that because they don't have exposure to anything else. If you put science in their neighborhood, you know what? Some of them are going to want to be scientists. Some of them are going to want to be astronauts. Some of them want to be mathematicians. But if that's not around them, they think the world is their street corner. That's all they see. And that's what they're going to work to be. Because somebody in that neighborhood left that neighborhood by doing that or being that. That was their doorway out. So that's what they're going to gravitate toward. If you put science in there, science is going to be their way out. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is going to be their way out. People be what they see. If they're not exposed to it, they don't know that it exists. You got to go into those neighborhoods, bring those things that are on the outside world into them where they can see it. They can see it being successful. It's like, okay, this is something I can actually do. This will work for me. This will get me out of my situation. If they don't see that, it's just a cycle. And they're just going to keep in that cycle until someone introduces something different. Or they personally decide they want to do something different. I forget who it was who said, the means to learning are abundant. It's the desire to learn something new that's scarce. So there are libraries. The whole world is in there. The universe is in there. But if you don't go to it and pick up a book, <laughs> you're not going to learn anything. So unless you have that personal desire to be better and to grow and to do more outside of what you see, you're just going to be in what you see and do that. Wow. How often do you read? How often do you? Read. I read every day. Um, I have books. Like if you see my nightstand, I've got like a, like three stacks of books. You know, um, I'm a little obsessed with growth. I, um, I like to write 
And in order to be a type of certain type of writer, I read a lot. I write every day um, because I want to grow in it. I want to be great in it. And it introduced me to so much stuff I've never known. It's amazing. Do you write too? I do. Every day. Every single day. So many, many people think that uh, material things mm -hmm. is the source of wealth. Mm -hmm. Like they see somebody in the street with a car mm -hmm. and how they say that's what they do. Right. One thing I, I learned through this book, uh, and I think I go rich dad. Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Wealth to me is having a healthy body because I can have all the money in the world if I'm not healthy. It's not going to serve me. Um, mentally healthy in a good space. Um, love around me and being joyful and living a life where, you know, I'm comfortable. I don't need anything because we really, we came with everything we need. We don't really need you know, the world likes to show us stuff and say, you need this. But in reality, you don't. But just being peaceful and joyful and blissful and having love, like, that is everything to me. If I don't have, I can have all the money in the world. If I don't have any, you know, into love and, and I don't have any peace, like, that's, that's a miserable life. Yeah, I don't need a lot of stuff. I mean, it's just stuff. I mean, the car going to get me from point A to point B. People put so much value in that stuff. It's just stuff. And you're not doing that for you. You're doing that for people outside so they can see you in it. And you can feel good about yourself. That's all ego. I'm not interested in operating in my ego at all. It doesn't serve me to do that. So. When did, when did you find that identity of yourself? Because many people, as you just said, start to run a race mm -hmm. with people, right? They don't want to run their own race. Right. They, they, don't they, they don't think about controlling what they can control. Right. Yeah. When did you find your identity and really did not care about what other people You know, I've always been like a, a outlier, you know. Um, I've always walked my own path. You know, um, I'd say when I dropped all the crazy stuff in the past and really just wanted to dive into serving more, um, leaning into being more kind, being more kind, more loving being. Um, that's when that transition started to happen. I read a book, well, I'm still reading. I don't know if anybody has ever gotten through this book. It's called A Course in Miracles. And it really helps you to put down the ego. And it has all these worksheets in the back. And I say that book has helped me more than anything to, to walk in a space where I'm not operating in my ego. The only thing that matters to me is what I think about me, how I'm talking to me, what that little inner voice is saying. That little inner voice can be a, a beast if you're not careful, you know? So I, I, I went inside and focused on that, how I talk to myself. Um, am I gentle? Am I loving to myself? Because if I pour that into me, that's what's gonna come out. And just wanting to be a better person, a better being, a peaceful being. You know, I, I do this thing where I write love letters to myself every day. And the only rule that I have is that I speak to myself as though I'm madly in love with me. 
Because if I can train myself to speak love to me, that's what that inner voice is going to, that's what that inner voice is going to be. So when I get to a position where I didn't, you know, something didn't happen that I thought would happen, I'm not beating myself up as a result of it. I'm talking love to me and building me up so I can get up and take another, look at it another direct, another way and move forward with it. So, and just only being concerned with how I feel, how I love, like anything outside of me, I have absolutely no control of. You are a separate entity from me. If everything went my way, there would be no room for you. So I just think that you think your thoughts, I'm going to think my thoughts and hopefully we'll have a meeting of the mind somewhere and we'll come together and do something great. But if not, that's okay. My parents are dead. Um, but I did make a point to, again, forgive. Some people you forgive and you just have to love them from a distance. Um, that was definitely the situation with my father. Um, you know, I forgive you. I don't wish any harm to you. I wish the best for you, but you're not good for me. So I have to separate. Um, my mother, I love my mother so much. She was like my favorite thing. Um, but there were, there were some things where she, she just left me in some spaces. And, and I realized later that she didn't know how to deal with all that stuff. You know, half the stuff happened to her. She didn't know. So I choose to remember her beauty. And we, we reconciled, you know, at the end. I told her I loved her and I would never hold anything against her. And I hope she's forgiven herself because I, I've forgiven her. And um, she died shortly after that but I was able to give her that gift, I think. And yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Do you have any advice for that young you who is having trouble right mm -hmm. now, that reflection is about where she felt like she should go. Right. And she's looking for some advice. Do you have any advice for her? Yes, this is temporary. Where you are right now is temporary. It's not gonna last forever. The, ask better questions of the universe and you get better answers. Ask yourself what's trying to evolve in my life. Um, ask what's trying to emerge. This is a journey. It's not a marathon. Chill out. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be just fine. The greatest thing you have are your experiences. Be happy right now where you are. You own that. You have control over that. Don't give that responsibility to anybody else. You're giving your way your power when you do. Own it, you know? And love yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Nobody knows everything. Nobody has it figured out. Just take your time. It's going to be all right. Know that the world is yours. And there's nothing you can't do. If you want it, educate yourself and go get it. Simple as that. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Oh, thanks for having me, dude. This was dope. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mamba Inspire You Can Do It 2 podcast. We have another special guest next episode. 
Make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. Our YouTube channel, we have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.